Hello everyone and welcome to this episode 13 of the Impulse Control Experiment. My name is Joel Harrison and I am extremely pleased that you are here with me today. I do thank you as always for keeping me accountable. So let's talk about today, shall we? <laughs> today was a pretty good day. Um, I mean, it was a good day, although it started off pretty crazy. Um, so didn't wake up as early as I hoped to. Uh, I'm actually not even sure what happened because I thought I had a alarm set for 6.30. But all of a sudden, at 7 o'clock in the morning, uh, my dog is barking his face off. And I'm not sure what the hell is going on. Um, but as I've been telling you guys, I've been so anxiously awaiting... Uh, somebody to come over and put some siding on my house because a storm ripped it off uh, about four or five months ago. And that's what was going on at seven o'clock. Some guy is knocking on my door and he's here to put some siding on. So while I kind of awoke with the start and my wife woke with the start and she ran upstairs and she's all, why aren't you going out to talk to this guy? And I'm like, I don't even see a guy. I don't know what's going on. I don't even have my eyes open yet. I just stubbed my toe. Like, what the hell's going on? Um, not always the most uh, comfortable way to wake up in the morning. But if you're trying not to be stuck in bed in the morning, um, having your dog barking his face out and some guy knocking on your door ready to put siding on your house and you got to go outside and look at the house once he pulls some siding off to make sure there's no damage underneath. And, man, it was just a, a crazy, crazy start to the day. Um, but... All that being said, uh, got to work, had an amazing day at work, everything went swell, um, and really nothing to complain about. Uh, like I said, had a little bit of a, of a snafu before we were even awake, and I think it was just trying to deal with the fact that we'd gotten ripped out of bed and weren't awake yet, um, but Holly and I were uh, a little grumpy with each other just for that moment in the morning where all that was going on, but... Big thing to celebrate. I am getting some siding on my house. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, really happy to be able to have this project getting completed, hopefully tomorrow, so that I can move on. I am tired of pulling into my driveway every day and seeing just this like sad bit of siding hanging off and this exposed part of my house and I just want it to look all nice and pretty again. So uh, we're getting there and hopefully by the end of the day tomorrow I will be telling you that my house is finished with all of this work. So that's a good thing for today. Another amazing thing for the today. Ooh, that's good. Uh, doing. I'm, I'm going to be honest guys, through all the things that I have taken out I have fallen in love with herbal teas. I'm not even going to lie. So uh, I think somewhere along the line here in the podcast, I have talked to you about my absolute love for Jean-Luc Picard, the captain of the USS Enterprise 1701D on Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> yes, I'm a bit of a nerd. Um, and... He's the reason I started drinking hot tea because John Luke Picard drinks Earl Grey tea every single day. 
and I was very adamant that it was the only kind of tea I would ever drink. And Earl Grey tea has caffeine in it, although I do have some decaf Earl Grey tea that I have been consuming during the day. Um, but just so I don't get stuck in that and because I can't have coffee and I can't have any other caffeine and I just enjoy warm beverages, especially because it was freaking cold today and I spent most of my day outside, coveralls, gloves, hat, long sleeve t-shirt, covered up by a t-shirt, covered up by a sweatshirt, covered up by a coat. It's ridiculous. But, um, I have been drinking quite a bit of the herbal tea and today I have uh, mixed raspberry and chamomile tea and it is quite enjoyable so that's how i'm going to set my evening off before i head to bed pretty good stuff there um but the other thing that's pretty good stuff and this really ties in it was just you know i just keep coming up with these instances of why or how the universe is just loving on me and it's just really making me feel good um so this morning Um, I woke up to a text message from someone who I would consider a friend, but is just kind of in one of my social circles and I've talked to a few times, but not very deeply. And I'm just so excited because this person said, Hey, I'm really enjoying your podcast. I had never thought about this subject that way. And I was wondering if you could help me a little bit more. And so that was just a wonderful conversation to have today. It was beautiful to wake up to somebody. And like I said, I remember yesterday when we were talking about living from a place of abundance and I was saying, well, I keep doing this podcast because I think it has value and it has value to me, but I keep putting it out to the world because I think that there's some real value there. And I think that there's some people that are really going to get some things from it. And I hadn't actually seen that yet. I think episode six is out at this time. And for this person to reach out and ask me for a little more guidance uh, and for them to really get excited about the uh, guidance that I offered them and I gave them some tools and it just means so much to me that somebody is listening and that I am able to touch someone else's life and hopefully as they move forward in their change process, that this podcast is really giving them something of value that's really going to help them live their best life. And that just means so much to me, and it, it, it makes me so happy. And even, even on top of that, um, I reached out to someone who I have been speaking with through this process of change and somebody who has been helping me put some of these things into perspective and I said that person reaching out to me like that really makes me feel amazing and just sometimes the reframe you get from people that are in the right place and other people that live from a place of abundance uh, this guy said it doesn't make you feel amazing you make you feel amazing and I that just hit me right in the heart and just just to think that that's absolutely true that because I am doing my absolute best to live from a place of abundance and working so hard not only to stay on track with um, the sobriety and all of the things that I've given up um, which I'm going to come back and say 
you know, besides like one drink of iced tea this weekend that I just kind of haphazardly drank, not thinking that it had caffeine in it. Um, besides that one little misstep on day two, man, I am chugging along. I am doing good. I am not worried about it. I don't feel any, um, I don't feel any negativeness because of this project that I'm really enjoying it. And it's just all starting to, to line up really nice. And, you know, change is a process and being an entrepreneur is a process. And while I'm not expecting this to make my life, you know, everything I want it right away, it is really nice to be in a spot where as you do the work, as you put the time in, as you put your mind in the right spot, the universe is dropping little hints going, hey man, you're doing the right thing. Hey man, you're, you're doing good. Keep it up. And it's nice to have somebody else, you know, affirm that. It's really nice to have somebody else affirm that. Um, but what's what's even better is that the universe is affirming it, and the universe is giving me that information, and um, just patting me on the back and saying, "Hey, Joel, you're doing a good job. Keep it up." And and that means so much to me. So that being said, man, uh, right now uh, I'm a little high you know, just naturally because of that, that idea and enabled me to not only come home and get some things done, um, cleaned up a little project room that I have downstairs and got uh, a new little piece of that project going, um, and just, just worked until 10 o'clock at night when it was time to sit down and do this podcast. And I'm going to be honest again, I'm absolutely exhausted at the end of my day, but I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying being absolutely exhausted instead of sitting on the couch, watching TV, flipping through Facebook, and just kind of waiting to get tired enough to go to bed. I am, at the end of my days, I am so exhausted that once my day is over, I head downstairs to my bedroom, I jump in bed, I cuddle with my wife for a few minutes and then, man, I am out and I sleep until my alarm goes off in the morning. And that is just such a beautiful side effect of, of doing the work and it's just so much a better way to be. I feel so much better at night when I go to bed. I feel so much better in the morning when I wake up because my days are full of meaningful activity and I'm really enjoying the process. I'm really enjoying this podcast. Um, I'm not as upset with sobriety as I once thought I would be. Um, it, it truly is pretty great. So all that being sped, said and being in this excellent headspace, um, I wanted to take a few minutes today to talk about mental exercise. So what do you mean by mental exercise? Um, I could be talking about self-hypnosis or hypnosis audio programs or chakra clearings, which I've been doing uh, involving Reiki or meditation or yoga or this great, uh, this great term that my brother mentioned to me over the weekend. My oldest brother is a teacher and um, he mentioned the term that he had heard cognitate and I thought you know obviously cognition is thinking and I was like that's an interesting word but it sounds like something somebody just made up and he's like no it makes total sense it's just taking time to stop 
and think about things. It's a mixture of cognition and meditate, cognitate, and just to take time to think about something, just to expand your knowledge inside your own head. And so when you really think about any of these forms of mental exercise, um, think to yourself right now, how much mental exercise do you do in a day, in a week, in a month? How much mental exercise are you doing? Now let's compare mental exercise to traditional physical exercise. So, you know, as many of you know, as I've mentioned many times through this podcast, uh, up until now, I've always been a bigger guy. And I've dropped 45 pounds, 40, 45 pounds, something like that, uh, in the last six months. And I'm really, really close to weighing 200 pounds, which when you weigh 250, when you at one point in your life weighed 300 pounds, um, weighing 200 pounds is not even anything that's usually on the radar. It's not been on my radar. I didn't even think it was possible, so I didn't even think about it. Um, But being a bigger guy, I've always been self-conscious of my body. And even when I'm at home, even when I'm alone, uh, I'm always wearing clothes. I'm not a hang out in your underwear kind of guy because if I'm hanging out in my underwear, I got to watch, I got to walk past a mirror and see what my body truly looks like. And that's just not something that up until now I've really enjoyed. Um, so thinking about that, I always have this, you know, as far as body image goes, I always have this idea of the guy that is going to the gym five times a week and not eating carbs and not eating sugar and looks really great um, with or without his shirt on. And, you know, it's always one of the things. Now, Grant, I've been in a relationship for 14 years, so this really doesn't matter to me that much. But, you know, you think like that's a dude that gets all the chicks because he's hot and he works out all the time. And so you really see an advantage to those people that do physical exercise. And if you take a step back from simply the uh, aesthetic idea of doing physical exercise so that you look good, but if you do physical exercise, it's much more likely that you're going to live longer. You're going to be healthier. You're going to avoid things like heart disease. You're going to avoid things like strokes and um, just general pain in your body. If you're in better shape, you might not be um, experiencing the knee or the back pain like I am right now. And I'll be perfectly honest, um, I still don't do that much mental exercise. I will, or excuse me, I don't do that much physical exercise. So I do walk my dog quite a bit. Um, We'll put down, you know, maybe two or three miles a day. But It's not a ridiculous pace. It's not a ridiculous amount. It's not overly hard. I don't really get a sweat going on that often. Um, But there is some physical exercise there, but most of my progress has been through eating, right? But I do find it very important, and, you know, we all know what the outcomes are if you don't exercise versus if you do exercise. So why... 
would that be any different for your brain? Because, I mean, we all know the, the brain is a muscle. So why don't we, as human beings, make the connection to work out that muscle? Now, I know a lot of people have never thought of it that way. They don't think of, you know, a lot of people think of hypnosis or Reiki or meditation as something that hippies do and that's something that lazy people do because they want to pretend like they're doing something while they're really just sitting on the couch doing nothing. But that's not true at all. I mean, if you look at great businessmen, leaders, powerful people, they exercise their brain regularly, whether that is just sitting down and cognitating and thinking about something uh, of importance, or whether that's actually doing self-hypnosis, meditation, uh, chakra clearings, or Reiki, or yoga, or any of these things where you are taking time to physically and mentally engage your mind in a process of exercise. Most of the time that involves simply relaxation and getting rid of stress. And that's another amazing point. So if mental exercise equals lower amounts of stress. Now this is something that blew my mind when I heard it. So if you don't usually manage your stress, listen closely. 75% of all adult doctor visits in the United States are stress related. And six, or not just six, the six top chronic health conditions that cause the most deaths in the United States are all stress related. So those facts alone, you tell me that you don't think it's important to exercise your brain, to manage and release your stress? I highly disagree. And this is one of my greatest challenges and goals in life is to find a way to get the American people, mainly young people, high school students, to begin to exercise their brain in a way that makes dealing with the ups and the downs and the stresses of life more manageable. And when you control your stress, when you control your mind, you become very powerful, you become very healthy, and you can live longer, and you can get more accomplished. Um, you know, my father passed away from a very quick-moving, very um, nasty form of dementia. And he was still, you know, up until pretty close to the end, he was still eating regularly, um, and he was still walking and his physical body was relatively fine. His mental state began to make his body deteriorate because he wasn't able to eat right. He wasn't able to exercise and these kind of things. But essentially, his physical body was not what wore out on him. It was his mental state and his brain. And when you understand that there's two pieces to that puzzle, 
and you understand how important that is to manage that muscle and make sure that you are in good shape mentally, the way to do that is to work out your brain. So as we go through this podcast and I drop these little tools on you, whether that is the sleep self-hypnosis or the gratitude exercise or, you know, I'm going to throw an exercise called priming in an episode here pretty soon. You know, when you have those things, when you exercise your mind, you gain not only better control of your mind, which gives you better control of your body, but you also could be lengthening your life. You could be putting your brain in a state that allows it to defend itself from sickness and disease, such as dementia, which if you have been fortunate enough to never know someone who has ended up in a dementia state, um, it's a nasty, nasty business. And it takes the body and it takes the brain, excuse me, to a terrible place where you know, you just can't, it's not only that you can't remember, you know, facts and, and things that happen to you, but you can't remember how to function and you just deteriorate and kind of waste away. And it's, it's really, really terrible. Um, so I want you to think about how often you exercise your physical body or how often you even think about exercising your physical body because I know for the longest time I didn't exercise my physical body but I sure thought about it a lot I knew that it was important but I never set that intention to make it happen so when you think about how much our world concentrates on exercising the physical body when in my opinion it is so so much more important to exercise the mental part of your body and why aren't we doing that? Why is it something that people can do to take, you know, 20 minutes to two hours a day to go to the gym, but you can't sit down in a comfy chair, close your eyes, breathe deeply, and just think about things or just relax, focus, concentrate? Why don't we do those things? Um, and I don't really know the answer to that, but the truth is that when one of those heavy health conditions comes about, or when one of those, you go to the doctor and the doctor says, well, what are you doing to manage your stress? You're too stressed. And that's why your heart's beating out of your chest all the time. And you think you're having a heart attack, but it's actually fine. Why? Do we not take the time to manage our mental state? And what is the true benefit of that? So, okay, so, you know, stress relief, stress release, as we've talked about in a previous episode, um, is, of course, a major benefit of mental exercise. The world has potential to be a very stressful place. And everything that we do has potential to be stressful. But it also doesn't have to be. It just depends on how you manage each situation. And as we talked about a few episodes um, with our emotions and our choices, 
If you exercise your mind, you learn to control those emotions and you learn to make those mental choices more effectively, thus allowing you to move through the world in a less stressful manner. And at least in my opinion, less stress equals more happiness. Is it, and isn't that what we all want? Just to be happy? Whatever it is that you, that you want, whether that's a material possession or if that's um, a job or a promotion or whatever it is that you want in life, don't you want that thing because you believe that it's going to make you happy? I feel like that's why we work so hard at life. And the truth is that that is much more achievable than most people believe. Because all you have to do is spend time in your own head managing your mental state so that you can control your body and allowing yourself to succeed. So, you know, I've started this amazing process over the last 13 days of really dedicating to some mental exercise. And I'll tell you what, um, you know, yesterday we talked about the fact that my wife's car crapped out and I'm going to have to spend thousands of dollars to get a new reliable vehicle. I also talked to you in the same day about how money has been up until now one of my biggest stressors. So, If you go back and listen to that episode, or if you remember from yesterday, you'll realize that I just kind of brushed it off like it wasn't even a thing. And I was grateful for the opportunity to get my wife a vehicle and to be pushed into that decision so that she can be safe and that her and I can have a vehicle that we can travel in comfortably. So, you know, it's amazing when you do this mental exercise, how much control over your mental state you can gain. Now, am I gonna have I been totally honest through this process? And did I even have a little bit of grumpiness with my wife this morning because of all the rigmarole that happened? Yeah, absolutely. Things happen. Not always gonna be perfect. But by doing the mental exercise, your brain gets stronger. And every time you do that meditation, every time you do that chakra clearing, every time you get inside your own head and just exercise your brain, you get a little bit stronger. You get a little bit smarter. You get a little bit more emotionally stable. And over time, just like working out your muscles, you're going to get more control, be stronger, happier, healthier, fitter. And when that comes to your mental state, which controls everything, why are you not, especially if you've been listening to this podcast for 13 days and you're still not doing some kind of mental exercise, why? Jump on the Facebook group and tell me what is holding you back because you think it's it's silly to close your eyes and go om a couple of times a day. Like, if that's what you, you know, if that's the kind of meditation that you want to do, go for it. Don't be worried about somebody opening the door and seeing you with your eyes closed because the more you do that, the happier you're going to be and the more you realize that that's just a limiting belief and that that limiting belief is holding you back from actually being happy. And you're telling me that maybe 
to be happy, all I have to do is take 10 to 20 minutes a day to close my eyes and put my mind in the correct spot. That sounds kind of easy. I mean, there's work involved, but essentially that's the starting point is just picking some kind of mental exercise and moving forward with it. The other thing that starts to happen when you exercise your mind is you start to dig into your belief structures. You start to dig into what is actually possible. And, you know, I've talked a lot about through this process about um, negative and positive self-talk. And if you are in your own head practicing positive self-talk, now not only you're allowing yourself to manage your emotions better, work on your mental health, uh, and defend yourself from mental decay, but if you're doing it in the correct way and you're practicing positive self-talk, now you begin to truly impact what is possible in your life. And when you think about that, when you think about what is holding you back, what beliefs you have that are limiting you from living your best life, and you realize that it's just a simple matter of telling yourself that you can do something. So think just for a moment about a time when you when you um, told yourself that you couldn't do something and you failed at whatever that was. Well, I'm going to try this, but I know I'm not going to be able to do it. Well, congratulations. We call that a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you tell yourself that you cannot do something, congratulations, you've now made it entirely impossible. If you tell yourself that you can do something, then you have simply opened up the world to the possibilities of what you can do. That doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. That doesn't mean that you're going to get it on the first try. But if you tell yourself that you can do something, you will get there. Again, in my own life, I've told myself that I can have a successful career being my own boss and doing what I love and what I'm passionate about. And that is hypnosis, performing on stage or working with clients and helping improve their lives to allow them to be their best selves. And I know that that's possible even though I'm still working towards that goal, I tell myself every single day that I will reach that goal. And that allows me to keep going. And that's part of my mental exercises, positive statements that tell me that I can succeed. It's the same way that we live with gratitude. Because living with gratitude and thanking the universe for the things that you have yet to achieve allows you to achieve those things. That is a mental exercise. You know, some people say that the world is not exactly what it seems. Some people will tell you, and I even heard Elon Musk say that there's science to support that we're essentially living in the matrix. So, now, I know that you may you may laugh about that. That might be funny. That You might think that that's absolutely ridiculous. But it's no more ridiculous than a lot of other belief structures that exist in our world. But think about that for a minute. So think about if 
we live in the matrix. Or if you can connect to the universe, either way, they both kind of have the same outcome. Different ideas, different reasons, but it both means that you, by simply exercising your mind, can greatly impact your reality and the way you see the world and the way that you interact with the world. So think about, stick with me on this uh, metaphor here for a little bit. So if you're familiar with the movie The Matrix, um, Neo goes out of the matrix and is like downloading programs into his brain and learning, 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 learning super fast. And then he goes back into the matrix and tries to jump from one building to the other. And the first time he fails and he falls off a skyscraper basically and hurts himself, even in the real world. So think about that as a metaphor for life as it is. So if you can practice something inside your mind, if you can exercise your brain, that's going to be like jumping off that building. And sometimes that's going to be scary and sometimes that's going to hurt. But eventually, once you have exercised your brain enough, whatever that is that you're trying to achieve, which you can analogize with jumping off of that building, pretty soon your mind is going to be so strong and you've told yourself that you can do it so many times and you believe it with your entire being that you'll jump from that one building to the next. And when you land on that other building, you better celebrate because that's what it's all about is doing the work, the exercise to be able to achieve the goal to allow yourself to celebrate and never forget to celebrate. So, you know, on this one, I want you guys to jump into the Face Street group. We're going to talk about a couple of things today. I want to find out if you're not doing any mental exercise, why is that? Is that you've never thought about mental exercise? You don't understand mental exercise? You don't know where to start? Or do you actually think that it doesn't hold value? And then if you do need uh, some mental exercise, let me know. Hit me up. I'm always here to help. I have some resources that I would love to provide for you that could get you started on uh, mental exercise. And just doing those mental exercises are going to greatly improve your life in ways that you have no idea. Just imagine if you have a goal that you've set and you start exercising every single day your brain to tell you that you know that that goal is going to be accomplished. Imagine how much more powerful you're going to be and how much faster and stronger you're going to reach that goal. So if you've never done a meditation, if you've never done self-hypnosis, what are you waiting for? Get it done. Do it again and again and again until your brain looks like those dudes doing pull-ups on Muscle Beach and you are living your best life. Remember to make every day greater than the last. If you fail, that's perfectly okay because that means tomorrow is going to be an easier day. Live with gratitude. Celebrate your victories. And we'll talk tomorrow.